I'm Evan Knappen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Hey, today I want to talk to you about the absolute stupidity of gun buybacks, so-called buybacks. Even calling them buybacks is an absurdity because it's not like the government owned them prior. You bought them from a dealer or from a friend and they never the government never sold them to you and yet now they want to quote buy them back i mean think about that a gun buyback isn't that great i mean you know maybe we should uh you know imagine someone has a vehicle and you say i want to do a buyback and they say well you never own this yeah but i want to do a buyback i mean it doesn't matter you don't uh, it, it is unbelievable yet just this last weekend, I ran into some friends, and they were—they told me something that I found absolutely hilarious with gun buybacks, and that is that um, it was uh, in a in a New England state they were running a gun buyback, not New Hampshire, because uh, by the way, New Hampshire actually prohibits by law the government from even running a gun buyback. So it's actually, they actually prohibit so-called buybacks. But in other uh, states in New England, and I'm sure you can imagine where, uh, they do not prohibit it. And um, my f friend shows me this huge stack of gift cards from a food store. And I'm like, what the hell? What are you doing with? I mean, literally, like you know, like like four or five inches thick of a stack of food store. What's that? He goes, well, he said they held a a buyback, okay, and they bought and paid for even BB guns and air pistols at the buyback. I said, what? Are you kidding? And here's the sweetest thing about it, okay. He got like three to four thousand dollars in these food cards, right? Which is just amazing. And he got them for BB guns and air guns that he bought from police auctions in that state. So the police get these lots of you know garbage air guns and bb guns and then they you know and their bicycles and everything else they got to sell so up there's you know the giant you know the crate of air guns bb guns you know they're all busted and screwed up in a mess and you know and he buys them for like you know a buck a piece or something ridiculous and they're paying 50 30 to 50 dollars 50 bucks i think per bb gun or air gun so literally the guns that he bought at the police auction i said for once a gun buyback is a bona fide buyback. Yes, that is a buyback. I agree. Finally, we actually hit truth in buybacks. And I think that's just the best going thing yet for a buyback. It's just wonderful that they, 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 what they, what they dispose of at police auctions, they then buy back. Incredible. Just incredible. So... So anytime you hear about buybacks, yes, the normal thing to say is how can they call it a buyback when they didn't own it in the first place? But there are wonderful exceptions to that, wonderful exceptions. Now, when you look at a buyback program, the other thing that I, I really uh, 
always am just amazed by is turn your guns in no questions asked no questions asked I, I just and I see that and I go no questions asked and what it says immediately is hey if you're a criminal and you have a crime gun a gun used in any kind of crime the government will dispose of it for you destroy the evidence for you take it no questions asked isn't that great of them running a a evidence destruction program of no questions asked boy that's just super duper huh and that's what they do it's a no questions asked bring your evidentiary guns used in crimes and murders and all kinds of mayhem no problem and we'll dispose of them for you we'll even pay you for them we'll pay you to dispose of crime guns so they should just call it you know crime gun amnesty is what they should call the so-called buyback because it's just used in this magnificent way of screwing cases where real criminals you know could get prosecuted oh no 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 so this is the other amazing thing when they when they when they do this and and I always get a kick out of the folks because you know a lot of gun owners will take full advantage of so-called buybacks. They'll take all their junk guns that you couldn't even get, you know, ten bucks for because they're busted and crappy and you know just just absolutely, uh, you know, not even wall hangers and and they and, and these junkers, these clunker junkers, they take them and they get you know per handgun you know a hundred dollars you know and here's this piece of crap you know real rifles blah a hundred you know they pay oh man and and what i love is still you can see the folks that do it they go there and they bring just these these crap guns that no dealer would ever buy they couldn't get rid of them and they walk away with hundreds if not thousands of dollars and then what i love is they do that and one of the guys did that and he went after he got the money and he went to the uh, gun store and buys a brand new AR with the money from the gun buyback, which is just sweet. I mean, that just warms my heart when I see that. It's just great. And then, and 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 I've seen other guys do this. They go, they bring like slam bang shotguns. You know, they took some pipe, put it together so that it, you know got five, six bucks worth of you know materials. You know, old scrap. And yeah, it's a slam bang shotgun, right? And they go in and they trade it in for, you know, all this money or goods or gift cards for just absolute garbage. And they buy it. And I look at that and go, wow, that's another great way for gun owners to make a buck. And, you know, just the stupidity of the system. It, it's un, unbelievable what, what, what they do. And then you know on the on the sad side of it though i mean other than all these uh gun guys that just uh, take full advantage of the stupidity of the system which is perfectly legal i mean they're the ones putting it out there why not but what i what what is sad is then you get some somebody who just doesn't know anything about about firearms right they're they're like maybe they inherited some guns you know a widow who you know, doesn't know what they have, and what, and then you'll occasionally see some wonderful antique 
some great historical firearm that's just worth a heck of a lot of money being turned in because the person turning it in is just ignorant. And they could have went to any dealer. They could have sold it. The estate could have gotten the money. You know, no, no, no. So they, they surrender it and the value and history and everything about that rarity or that super collectible gun gets lost. Anytime I see a, a tape, they, they love to do the dog and pony show after they do gun buybacks, right? Taking these guns off the streets. You know, it's like you're walking down the streets, there's guns lying in the street. I'd actually like that, but hasn't happened yet. But they get the guns off the streets, right? Okay, what is... And it's so ridiculous because they'll say, you know, we, we, we brought in 130 guns, right? Didn't we do a great community service? Yeah, out of, you know, 300 to 400 million guns in the U.S., you did a hell of a job there. Hell of a job. Just, wow, what a great community service you've got going there with these gun buybacks and no questions asked and... You know, just great. Hey, super duper job, man. Just so impressed. And except for the sad ones where the, the people unknowingly will give up valuable fire, which is why a lot of the folks, when they have gun buybacks, gun guys will stake them out so they can try to buy the guns before the person uh, turns them in, you know, on that. In some states, you can, you can, you can do that. And I've, you know, and I've seen them do that too and actually get people some real money other than the buyback because the buyback prices are usually high for junk for junk they're unbeatable because you're just getting insanely great value but if it's if it's a piece that is over that value by a lot and many guns can be then the person's really losing out and everybody's losing out because great guns are being turned in to be to be destroyed and that is always something that is, uh, is sad to see. So, you know, if you have guns you don't want to have, and look, gun ownership isn't for everybody. I get it. It's a choice. It's a responsibility. But that's why we have gun dealers, okay? You go to the dealer and sell them your guns. You'll get the money, and someone that can appreciate the firearm will be able to purchase it legally and lawfully in that way. But you go to the gun buyback, so-called, and it's just lost and destroyed under this fantasy, this lie, that somehow by doing this, it is in some weird, bizarre way going to do something about crime? I mean, come on. Who are you kidding me? You think criminals really are turning it? If, if, tell you what. If it's, unless it's a crime gun already. They got no interest in getting rid of it. All right, so you're not you're not getting guns out. It's not working. It's just proven over and over again. And yet, what I always laugh about is the hype and the propaganda. They're they're so proud of the program, and they just tout it. What I mean, just it's laughable. They're just they're just idiotically. St- hilarious in their claims about what a great job and back padding that they're doing to one another and then you see the churches and these community organizations all pitching in in this wonderful effort well I'll tell you what when we come back 
I'm going to tell you about some interesting cases that I've had regarding gun buybacks and just how amazing it is when these so-called gun buybacks actually come to the aid of law-abiding citizens being prosecuted. For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Knappen on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the Gun Lawyer resource page. Evan Knappen, America's Gun Lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Knappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So one of the things I want to talk to you about is uh, making sure that you're protected and that your friends and other gun owners stay informed and protected. And in order to do that, I'm asking you and uh, to help me out here to get friends and yourself. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and uh, help spread the word because this is how I am able to communicate as uh, the big tech and other forces are trying to stop me from getting the word out. And, you know, I just uh, recently on Facebook, for example, I received a, a notice about something I posted nine years ago. I mean, what kind of insanity is that? And, you know, these, these, uh, these platforms really have a monopoly that we need to break. And one of the ways of doing it is by this other media, this podcast, and our other ways of reaching out by uh, joining my uh, inner circle. And so I can keep you informed of uh, things that are coming up, problems, loopholes, things that directly will affect your rights and you as as a gun owner. So please uh, subscribe. Uh, make sure you tell your friends. I really am counting on you to have them listen to the podcast and that we can uh, keep Gun Lawyer there as a voice. It's very important. The other thing I like to do is point out things that I personally like and use, and one of those things is uh, Mitch Rosen leather. I uh, My EDC rig is Mitch Rosen. I love it. you got to experience uh, holsters made by uh, by Rosen, it, it they are astounding. They hold the firearm without a keeper strap, yet it holds it so secure. 
and it's good old leather that is worked and fitted individually to each gun and man it is nice so check out mitch rosen extraordinary uh, gun leather like i said he's a friend and i don't get paid to plug him or anything i'm just telling you i love the product and i like to get the word out about products like that that i really enjoy now we were talking about the absurdity of gun buybacks and boy they sure are and i've seen more and more issues come about from so-called gun buybacks now as we talked about earlier the no questions asked policy is awesome for anyone that wants to dispose of you know evidence of criminality but sometimes you got to beware if you're going to participate in a gun buyback uh, make sure that they have announced that there are no questions asked because i've also seen gun buybacks that are traps that are actually traps so when you surrender then you're going to get followed up on and arrested yep they've done that and uh you better check the fine print before you participate in any of these if you are uh, you know so desire because uh you can't really trust the government with what they're doing with these and then the other thing that i find astounding is how the government just flat out breaks the law with gun buybacks flat out particularly when you see a gun buyback being held in new jersey do you know for a while i offered a five thousand dollar reward for anyone who could show me what law what statute authorizes a gun buyback to take place in new jersey Show me what law authorizes that. Because the fact is, there is none. There is none. Because let me be clear. The only way you acquire firearms lawfully in New Jersey is either with the proper pistol purchase permit and or firearms ID card with the paperwork and or if you are a licensed dealer. That's it. And when you see a, quote, gun buyback being held at a church, there's no church exemption for buying guns. There's no exemption that allows you to even go to the church. Because when you're transporting your gun to the church, there's no exemption in New Jersey that allows you to bring a handgun to the church, unless you have a carry permit for that handgun. And even if they're exempting you, the only thing they're exempting you for is possession. So if you get arrested on the way there, you're unlawfully transporting it. And you're not within any exemption that allows it. They don't mention these little facts. Bottom line is, there's no statute that authorizes a gun buyback, no less exempting a place such as a church for it. In New Jersey, the only way you can get rid of a gun under state law, if you're not going to turn it to a dealer or you're not going to move it with proper paperwork and licensing to a family member under the narrow exemptions where it doesn't require a dealer, but you still have to do the paperwork, the only other way, the only other ability to do that is what is called voluntary surrender. Voluntary surrender. And New Jersey has a provision where if you give written notice to the police, date and time, 
what you're going to surrender, then you can go to the police and surrender that firearm or magazine or whatever contraband, firearm-related in that regard, and you are given by statute immunity for your possession, and only the possession, by the way, possession of that item. So that's the only statutory provision that exists. And when they hold these huge you know, buybacks open to the public, no questions asked, it's not following voluntary surrender. That's not how the law works, not one bit. And there's no other law that justifies. Yet, because they're running it, who's going to prosecute them, right? No one. When the county prosecutors or the attorney general runs these silly programs, oh, well. They can do what they want, right? Because the law doesn't really apply to them. It only applies to us. You know that. And that's why they will blatantly violate the law because they say they're above it. And that's how they operate. And they're above it to push a political agenda, a narrative, that somehow doing, quote, buybacks of guns they didn't own in the first place is doing a public service, which itself is laughable and a joke, as we've already discussed. And this is what you see. So no one could step up to my challenge for a good reason, and that is that there is no law that allows it. Now, other states that have different laws, they may be legal in those states to do, but uh, other states like New Hampshire, for example, even prohibit a gun buyback from even taking a place because they recognize just how stupid and wrong it is to spend uh, taxpayer money or to have churches donate money or even nonprofits utilize any kind of money or to get donations of whatever it is, food or these other companies that want to jump on the anti-gun narrative, politically correct bandwagon and do these things. So uh, this is how it works, and you got to be careful. Yet, even with all this being said, I had a very interesting case out of Jersey, and it was actually an NRA-funded case. And it's the Nanio, Nanio case. And in this case, uh, the uh, client, he was having some issues at home. And he in New Jersey, of course, if there's any, any allegation of domestic violence, whether true or not, and, of course, it can be anything as low as harassment, which boils down to, you know, doing something with purpose to annoy and... Uh, you know, I'm sure that none of us have ever annoyed our spouses, right? Because if you ever annoyed your spouse, well, hey, that's harassment, and you can have a domestic violence complaint filed against you. Well, this is how easy it is for that to get done. And built into every one of those is a gun seizure order, a warrant that's uh, on a pre-printed form. You know, it's about as uh, it's about as regulated as you know ordering a uh, a sandwich from the deli. You know, you got to just plug it exactly what you want. You get it, you know, easy. You know, hit that deli ticket, boom, go to Wawa, plug it in, you got... You know, this is about the scrutiny that's applied to these things. And so, anyway, uh, this fellow had, in fact, realized that there could be issues, and he didn't want to have any problems, and he thought it might be a good idea to turn his guns into the police in advance, believe it or not, just for them to be held, because he didn't like where things were going. Okay, so be it. Well, sure enough, yeah... A uh, order comes down, and uh, you know, typical DV deal, and they're there, and they're going to surrender your guns. Well, I already turned them in. I don't even have guns here. You got them all. 
So in New Jersey, what do they do? They run the list because in New Jersey, there is a registration list. And the registration is on handguns and whether or not you have Fire My D card, which is for long arms. But the handgun registration only shows acquisition. It's not a possession registration. There's no unregistering of guns in New Jersey. But when you buy a handgun, the purchase is what is actually registered. But very few people seem to understand this, that it's not a possession registration. It's a purchase registration. And because of that, the police said, hey, you got all these guns listed that you didn't turn in. You know, 13 or 14 guns here that you had pistol purchase permits, but they're unaccounted for. Well, there's no unregistration in Jersey. You can buy a gun on a pistol purchase permit from a dealer and five minutes later walk to the dealer, you know, on the other side of town, decide you want to trade it in, and you can. And there's no unregistration of it. So, folks in Jersey, every pistol that you ever acquired that you got rid of, they're still out there, and people can interpret that, you know, authorities and look at it and say, hey, uh, we think you still have these, which, of course, is ridiculous. But the reason it got so bad for this particular fellow is they said, look, these are guns. You haven't turned them in, so we're holding you in contempt of the order for failure to surrender the guns that you no longer have. And he was held in county jail for about 90 days or so until he called me in a catch-22 situation where they said, yeah, we'll be happy to let you go if you turn in guns. He goes, but I don't have the guns to turn in. Well, then you're going to wait in jail and the contempt. What? You know, yeah, stuck in that hell right there. Isn't that incredible? On a system that is not required to have any type of possession registration, yet they're using it as that to the point of putting someone behind bars. So once I got a hold of this case, I immediately went forward to the court to move to get his release. And not only is the database that they were relying on utterly and completely flawed, because it does not mean in any way there's a continued possession, does not mean that at all, they found no other guns because they searched the house to find guns. They're not there. He had already surrendered whatever was his. But I also knew, look, we got to get this guy out. And I know just how sometimes with the courts, you got to just go the extra step even beyond the law for the court to see what the deal is. And so what I did was I contacted, to the best of our client's knowledge, where he, the dealers who he had turned these 14 guns or so in. And luckily, the dealers were very cooperative, and they know me, and they went through their records and were able to show when they had acquired them. And I was able to get all of the guns actually accounted for as to his disposition, which, by the way, isn't required and shouldn't be required, but I still knew I wanted to do it because we got to get him out. And even though the law is absolutely on his side, I was able to pretty quickly get the dealers who cooperated and were really great to get this information to me. And when I went to court, I pointed out to the judge all of this. And so here's all the guns accounted for. They're all, he's been 
but locked up for this. It's absolutely wrong. The only one I, we couldn't get is this one. And, of course, what happens? The prosecutor says, well, what about that last one? What about that one? And what I said, very simply, I said, that last one, he turned in to your county gun buyback where there are no questions asked and no receipts given. So if you want that gun accounted for, you can look at whatever you took in. And, of course, there's a great use of a gun buyback right there. And we got him out, and uh, he was uh, happy that we were able to do it. But that shows you just how absurd gun buybacks are. But sometimes they might come in handy for issues such as this. And uh, the registration system is so utterly flawed, and it can uh, come back and bite you. So beware. Hey, this is uh, Evan Knappen reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens. Gun Lawyer is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.